We're going to talk about the promise tonight. Um, we've been um, just came back from camp. Our youth group is amazing, by the way, and uh, our youth worship team's amazing. I'm, I'm so grateful for the church that we have. And when you're in here every Wednesday night, we're getting it over there. So this is how we part of what we do every Wednesday night is we enter into worship. And um, you know, uh, when you think about the stories, we've been talking about stories all summer. Um, for us. Our, our role as G29, our heritage youth, part of our mission statement is the generation that's fulfilling the last chapter of Acts. That's what G29 stands for. Our story, the stories that we're hearing in the Bible, they're not just something to reminisce about. There's something to fuel us to write the story that God's created us to walk in and live in. And our challenge to our youth isn't just to you know, look at a cool Bible study or study your Bible as for something that's just a great story for you to have. And neither are the messages that have been being preached all summer long. These messages are to fuel us that God's no respect of persons. If he did it back then, he'll do it today. We're in a, in a better covenant built upon better promises. And it's our responsibility to carry that mantle as children of the most high God and expect for God to do exploits. Part of the, uh, the part of what I'm going to preach tonight is on the promise, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And then this is part of this message tonight. It's part of my story. You know, uh, for me growing up uh, in a Southern Baptist home, my dad was a Baptist pastor for 40 years, uh, not experiencing uh, the understanding and knowledge. My granddad was actually a spirit-filled uh man of God that, you know, everybody knew he talked in tongues. And if anybody needs somebody to lay hands on them because they were sick, they went to my grandfather, uh, which is my dad's dad, but it wasn't talked about much at all in my, in my family. And so the word was preached. And if my parents always tell me, you find it in a word, you can have it. It's yours. And I knew that. Uh, but there was something for me that was more important than just Uh, not more important, but just as important as the word was the Holy Spirit. And it wasn't until uh, I was, uh, I had already been a minister for 10 years that I received the baptism of the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. I'd already traveled all over the world. I'd already seen thousands of people come to know Jesus, but I was missing something that I did not have the power and the ability to overcome in these areas, in some areas of my life. And I didn't know what it was. And I'd read my Bible and I spent two and a half hours every morning studying the word of God, but I was still powerless in some areas of my life. And uh, for our students and for us, uh, you know, there's no party like a Holy Ghost party because the Holy Ghost party don't stop. And so that, the realization for us, for our students to be who they were created to be, for you to be who you were created to be in a world that doesn't want you to be different than what they are, come on, then you're going to need something on the inside of you in order to be more than a conqueror, which God created us to be, amen, through Christ Jesus. So uh, take a deep seat and a faraway look and get planted, get rooted right now because we're going to go into this, dive into this, pull this out. I guarantee you it changed my life and it's continuously changing my life. And we're implanting it into our students at every level that the power of the Holy Ghost within you is the resurrection power that you need in order to live life victoriously, but also to fulfill the assignments that God's placed upon us in our lives. Amen. Amen. So you can have a seat and we'll get going. Woo-hoo. You know, I haven't been here on a Wednesday night in a while. My wife and I were both talking about that. Man, we haven't ministered on a Wednesday night in here in a while. And that's okay. We love our youth. 
we have the, like a great youth group. You know, when you go to youth camp and um, you don't have like drama going on, come on, you know what I'm saying? That's kind of nice, right? When you say 30 and you don't have drama because drama can manifest, right? It can manifest ugly, right? When it comes to youth camp sometimes, we didn't have any major drama going on in our whole entire week and our kids came back fueled, energized, ready to go to do what God's called us to do. And that is to fulfill the last chapter of Acts. Amen? So um, the reality of the promise, and let's just talk about that promise because that song they just got through singing, his promises never fail. One of the greatest promises that Jesus gave us was a promise of the Holy Spirit. And it's so important for us to understand that it was a promise and God keeps his promises. All of God's promises are yes and amen. So one of the things that I heard in my traditional background uh, denomination was that, you know, tongues is not for everybody or tongues was passed away and that, you know, it's not relevant for the church today. That's baloney. Okay. That's, that's guard. That's not truth. The word of God, Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And if it's a promise that he's given us, God is always going to make good on his promises, right? So recognize this. This is a promise. Tongues is a promise. The Holy Spirit in you is a promise. All you need to do is put yourself in a position to receive it. Let's look at a couple of scriptures together for this. Luke 24, 49. And behold, I send the what? promise of my father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power from on high. So here's the reality here. Okay. Jesus already breathed into his disciples, but he says, wait, stop, hold on, stop, look and listen. All right. You got to stop, look and listen. God says there's more. There's more. And I, and I was working for one of the largest Baptist churches in America. Uh, we had 27,000 members at the time. We had, I was teaching in the singles department. We had 6,000 singles. And so, but the re- revelation, the reason why God did not allow me to continue in that realm of influence, even though I had a great job and I was actually up for a promotion and they were rolling out the red carpet for me. I knew by studying, because you know what they're having me teach? In the singles was 1 Corinthians. I'm studying out 1 Corinthians, man, and the Holy Ghost is showing up at my 4.30 time with him in the mornings. And I'm going, what? wait, wait a minute, God, you're like in this place. I'm like, I'm like tripping out for me, the little Baptist boy, going, there's something going on here as I'm reading about the gifts and the fruits of the Spirit. I'm, li- I'm looking at what God's doing and the manifestations of the miracles and the signs and the wonders and the prophecies and that how tongues is for today. I'm getting all this revelation. I show up on a Wednesday night because they just offered me this great job and the Holy Spirit prompted me. You know, you don't, you just, you learn there's a part, even though you're not filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues, there's, there's still, I know because I was a minister and I was a child of God, there's still a knowing on the inside of you, but there's not a, you got to take the limits off when you, you take the limits off when you get filled with the Holy Ghost. So I knew I was praying. I had been fasting for three days, trying to make a decision because they offered me the job of a lifetime for me. And I, I was trying to get my flesh out of the way because I wanted to hear what it is that God wanted me to do. And so I showed up on a Wednesday night and I've been studying. I actually been teaching this. So, and I realized I showed up on Wednesday night and you know what he's going to talk about? He's going to talk about the Holy Spirit. This is the senior pastor, and I'm going, this is awesome. This is just what I need to hear. And he totally talked contrary to what I was reading in the Bible. And I went, oh, ouch, and my heart just dropped. And because of my upbringing and and understanding honor, because 
we have, in some aspects, Kenneth Copeland wrote a book about honor and integrity years ago. Uh, if we don't train our students and our people, people period, on honor, then it's not, it's, they don't understand what that's about. But my parents taught me, look, you can't be an equally yoke. You always submit to your authority. I don't care where you are, what you're doing. If God's called you somewhere, that's what you do. So I knew that Wednesday night that that job was not for me. Because I was not going to continue to, if I believe different than the head of that ministry, it's not my job to go correct that ministry. And I, and I knew, okay, Holy, the Holy Spirit was showing me that night, this is not where you're supposed to stay. And it made no sense to me. I called one of my mentors, uh, and he's a Baptist, really, really good, amazing man of God. He's all over the world today. He does things all over the world. It's amazing to have people like that in your life. And I called him and uh, I said, Charlie, I need some wisdom here because I'm trying to make a decision. Uh, I need to make sure that I know that I know that I'm making the right decision. And I said, I've got an opportunity. He knew that I had taken the job a year before because he and I talked about it. And I've been working there at, the, at the, uh, this place for about a year. And I said, look, they want to promote me, but... Man, there's something, and I didn't talk about what he preached, and I didn't talk about what was going on. That's not, I'm, it's not my job or your job to bring division in a body, no matter what body that is. Okay? So I just, I need your wisdom here. And Charlie made it really simple for me, because we're talking about the Holy Ghost tonight, and your story is not going to be written to the fullness that it's capable of being written unless you yield yourself to the Spirit of the Lord. I'm just being real with you. Your work is not your work. You are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus under good works, which God has before ordained that you should walk in them. You're not going to know how to walk in those without the infilling of the Holy Spirit and learning how to yield yourself to that spirit. I'm going to talk about some of those ways tonight. So I sat there. He says, Rick, I can't explain this. He was a baseball coach at Cal Allen down in South Texas. They won like, I don't know how many state championships in the, in the early 80s and uh, late 80s and 90s. And he was an amazing coach. But the reality of it is, he said, Rick, I'm going to tell you right now. He says, I know you. You probably got this column on one side where you've written down all the reasons why you should take the job. And you got all these blanks, lines on the other side saying that's not the job that you're supposed to take. He says, and I can't explain this to you, so don't ask me to do that. He says, but I would not be talking to you on the phone right now if I didn't follow my heart and go with an area that was blank on my page one day. And so he was, he was at that baseball job. It's a great baseball job. And he was, uh, you know, but the Lord was leading him to go work for the university. And he didn't want to go, but he knew in his heart he had to take that job. He says, I can't explain it to you at this moment in time, but I can tell you this moment. Whatever's on the inside of your heart, you got to go with. So I knew that, okay, I already, that bear witness with me. I was like, thank you, Jesus. So I walked in the next day and I said, look, I love, I love you guys, but I can't take the job. They offer me another 10 grand. They offer me a personal assistant. They offer me everything just to try and offer to pay my school if I wanted to get my doctorate. They was just like, hey, we don't want you going anywhere. You need to stay here. But I, you can't do that. You cannot do that. that. That's not an option. If you're going to fulfill the plan of God for your life, you're going to have to get out, uh, get rid of yourself. You're going to have that's that, that's the you're never going to be filled with the Holy Ghost if you've got it all figured out. I, I love my I love my family, my friends, people that come to me and ask me about the Holy Ghost, and they talk to people that aren't filled with the Holy Ghost on how to get filled with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Okay, you know, if you're going to, if they haven't found it themselves, how are they going to lead you to that? Right? And so, but for you, for us, period, it's pure humility. It's going, you know what? I don't have it all figured out. I, I don't, I'm not, I'm no good on my own. 
I need some help, Lord. Help me, please. That was my cry. I, I was, for me personally, I was going, man, there's things I deal with that I shouldn't be dealing with in my life. How am I going to get over this hump and let, stop allowing these things to control my life? And the answer was the Holy Ghost. So I turned the job down. I had no clue what I was fixing to do, except the Lord said, get on the road and I'll open up doors for you. And he did. And that's another story in, in itself. And so, um, about nine months later, I got filled with the Holy Ghost, which is really cool. I sat in and listened to a man of word of faith that sat under Dr. Savell. Uh, is really a divine connection. I was actually, actually on the rodeo. I wasn't even, I was just went to a rodeo church service, you know, and just showed up and this guy's preaching the word like, wow, I'm just amazed by it. And the word that was coming out of him was amazing to me because he was just flowing with, with effortlessly. And that attracted me being a seminary, ex-seminary student and knowing the word and growing up in the word. I saw revelation knowledge just flowing out of his mouth so effortlessly. But then I got relation, I had developed a relationship with him. And I realized when I talked to him, he couldn't remember everything he was preaching. And I'm asking him, hey, what about that scripture that you, I don't, let me, he goes, uh, I, don't, I don't know which one you're talking about. I'm thinking, man, this guy just got to be quoting that whole entire scripture. How does he not know? What was he doing? He, he was preaching out of the Holy Spirit. And so revelation knowledge was coming out beyond his natural ability to be able to do something. And it, and it fascinated. This is before I got filled with the Holy Ghost, but I'm going, there, this guy's walking in something that I don't have a clue. And then I was seeing people get healed. And I'm watching this ministry go on and I'm thinking, I showed up to one service and I got, the night I got filled with the Holy Ghost was in Humble, Texas. Isn't that perfect, right? You need to be humble, right? I had to humble myself. I walked into the, and I walked into this church and the whole, the, the anointing was so thick in the place that, uh, it was foggy. And I was thinking, man, something's wrong with my eyes, you know, something's going on. Then I started walking in. Have you ever walked in the early morning when there's uh, a dew out and it feels like you're getting wet? I'm getting wet walking through this church. I'm thinking, I got sprinklers on this place. What is the matter with this place? You know, and I'm going, what is this? And so he gets up that night and he begins to prophesy. And he begins to speak in this language. And I'm going, what in the world? But I'm fascinated because there's a glory, there's like a glory cloud on him. He starts, he starts speaking in, in a tongue that I've never heard before. And I'm going, what in the world? And I'm watching it and I'm listening to him. And I'm like, wow, wow. And then all of a sudden, he shifts gears and the interpretation comes right on the backside of it. And he begins to quote scripture after scripture after scripture. I had sat at this man's table, ate breakfast with him, asked him questions about some of the scriptures he's now quoting. And he couldn't tell me if he tried to. Does that make sense? But that night, and I started counting. I know that scripture. That's in Isaiah. And then this is in, and I began to just, I get to 30 something scriptures. And it was as if the Lord was saying to me, Rick, that's me. And I was like, man, whatever that is, if that's you, Lord, I want it. I don't know what that is, but I want it. I said, and uh, he gave an altar call (laughs) for people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. I didn't know what it was. I had no clue. I'm just telling you, ignorance. You know, people, people suffer from a lack of knowledge. I had no clue. It never been taught to me, period. And I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm intrigued and I'm, I'm drawn into, into this. And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, I know in my inside, I'm supposed to go up here because he's asking people to get filled with the Holy Ghost. But my natural man, I'm like, dude, I don't know. about. I mean, your, your natural man, it'll play, you know, you're, you don't want to do. Naturally, you don't want to do some of the things that God wants you to do. Come on, right? 
So I'm sitting there, and he gets done with that, and then he goes to laying hands on people that have cancer. And there's people falling out and getting healed with cancer, and the anointing of God shows up and powerful. And um, the anointing's just getting thicker and thicker in this place. I'm like, I'm like, on the inside of me, just like, oh, I need this, I need this, I need this, I need this. And I just walked up, and I said, uh, I said, Pastor Monty, I said, I. I said, I'm not sick, you know that. So, <laughs> so I don't have cancer, but whatever you were talking about a while ago, whatever the Holy Spirit, because he began to quote scriptures, and I said, I need that. He says, yes, you do. He said, it's a gift. And, and if you're willing to receive it, all you got to do is receive it, Rick. And the moment you receive it, you'll have it. And so, um, man, the power of God hit me. I, I thought they were, I always thought people were just, something's wrong with them. They're falling out. I'm going, what is wrong with them? And holy God, and the anointing hit me and I fell out. I'm going, I was one of them ones. I'm fighting this thing. I'm like, ah, no, I'm not going to fall down. That's, but the power of God hit me. I lay there and I didn't, under, I didn't even understand what, how to speak in tongues. I, I, no, I had no clue about how this takes place. And so I'm going, okay. Um, so I just, all of a sudden on the inside of me, I hear this noise going off. Here, there's something going on inside of me, and I'm thinking, <sighs> and I'm like, what do I do with that? And you know, as a good old Baptist, what is the name of what it is? Good old Baptist, well, you pray silently. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, I haven't made my prayer, silent prayer language in there somewhere. I got this, so I, my, my prayer language must be silent. You know, I'm thinking, here we go, you know, and just, you know, this is, that was reality check. You know, I'm just being transparent with you. This is my story, okay? So you can have your own story, okay? All right, so the reality of this, so that night we get done, and man, the power of God, it was wonderful, it was amazing. And uh, so um, the next morning, I'm like, I'm still on cloud nine, and I'm thinking, you know, what is this? And somebody asked me, did you get your prayer language? I said, what's my prayer language? You know, and they're like, well, that's when you start speaking in this this uh, different language, and, and they, they mimicked what they do. And I was like, okay. I was like, you know, I heard something like that on the inside of me, but I was like, what is that? And that's must just my, might be my silent prayer language. And they're like, no, that's not a silent. You need to voice it out. There's something there, and you need that. And I'm like, well, what do I do? And they're like, just, you know what, go for a walk. You know, there's a park down there. Just hang out. You know, we're not doing anything. We don't have to set up for service that night until 545. I was serving this mighty man of God. So I was helping them set up, tear down, do whatever it took. And I'm just there to serve them. And, uh, I, you know, so they said, just go get out there and you'll figure it out. Just start whatever's on the inside of you. Let it come out of you. You see, it might sound like some jibber jabbers. Let it flow. Just let it go and just sit there in it for a while. Have a seat and have a deep seat and a faraway look, right? Just kind of figure out what that is. And so I began to do that. I walked out. I'm thinking, I'm, I'm, I'm actually, my head's fighting me. The Bible says a carnal man cannot receive the things of God. The carnal-minded man. So I was trying to get my head out of the way. And like, I know, I, I know on the inside of me that this is real. And I need to get my flesh out the way so that I can really uh, get into this. So I'm walking and finally I just sit down on a merry-go-round. I don't like merry-go-rounds, by the way. But I sit there on that merry-go-round. I'm just like, you know, I'm just like, okay. And I'm not, I don't like to spin, so I'm not spinning around. So, but I'm just kind of rocking with it. I'm just like, okay, I'm going to try this thing. And what's there? And I'm just... God, I need your help. And I started just speaking just a little bit. And I'm thinking, this is, sounds like a little baby. And uh, Maddie doesn't even talk that well yet. And so I'm just sitting there going, oh, da, 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 da. And I'm trying to get this going on the inside of me. But I began to just take it where, where I was right there at the moment. And I, I began to just jibber-jabber, whatever I thought that was. And 
I didn't have a clue what I was saying or what was taking place on the inside of me, but I knew that it, all of a sudden it shifted and all of a sudden I felt a, the presence of God like I was in that service the night before and the anointing of God showed up out at that part. There's nobody around. So I sit out there for about 45 minutes or an hour just doing this jibber-jabber thing and I'm thinking, this is awesome. And the power of God's there and I'm getting excited. And then I said, well, I better get up and I better go. And I get up to go and I about fell out. And I'm like, oh my goodness, I feel like a, a drunk. And I'd been drunk before the other way. Just, but, so I was like, okay, what is this? Hello. And, uh, and I'd read that scripture, you know, they're not drunk as you suppose, but I was like, okay, there's something to this. And I was like feeling really, literally light. And I'm going, okay, wow, this is good. I need to do this more often, you know, take so, you know, saying, so I realized, wow, this is for real. And so I'm, I'm pumped up, you know, and uh, y'all see me, I love to dance. So that night we go to service, man. And you know what? I'm like lit, man. And I'm dancing in church and there's a lady that's been set free from heroin, her whole entire life that was dancing. We were just dancing and jumping. I was doing all kinds of crazy stuff, dancing in the Holy Ghost. And I was, it was freedom like I'd never experienced before in my life. And that was the beginning. And I, and I had to, uh, I, I learned how to pray in the Holy Spirit. And if you s- spend any time with me at all, then you'll, whether at home or driving, whatever it is, I pray in the Spirit all the time. It's, it's a, there's a, it's, um, it's, the way God speaks to you. And so, but the reality of this re- revelation, you got to have that promise is for you, not just for me, not just for pastor, not just for, uh, you know, the perfect, I was not perfect at the time. i like I said, I was dealing with things in my own personal life that I had struggled with. And I was like, I need to be set free and delivered from Ricky. Seriously. That was for me. I needed that. And actually, the Lord uh, put me out in the ministry. Pastor Monty said, it's time for you to start your ministry. And the name of my ministry for five years was Rickless Ministries. I, I needed to become least and he needed to become more. And I pray and I, I, there's a Galatians 2.20 was my scripture. I was crucified. I am still crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. The life I live, I live by the faith of the son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. But the reason I, I got to this point was because of the Holy Ghost. And I'm telling you, I didn't know how to overcome in some areas of my life. Whatever that area of your life is, it is what it is. And in your natural abilities, you cannot overcome, whether it's fear, doubt, pornography, lust, uh, extramarital affairs, whether it's alcoholism, drugs, whatever those things are, you're, you can try all, you can do all the right things naturally and still be in bondage to whatever that is that's controlling you rather than you controlling the situation. I needed the baptism of the Holy Ghost to be empowered to overcome in those situations in my life and not allow them to control me from that moment forward. Okay, so the first thing you've got to do is believe that it's a promise. So Luke twenty four forty nine says, Behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, but tarry you in the city of Jerusalem until you be endued with power. And then, and so that power is what was given to me when I got filled with the Holy Ghost. The Bible says when you pray in the Spirit, according to Jude, when you pray in the Spirit, you're building yourself up in your most holy faith. There were, I needed to be built up. So there were opportunities for me. And for me, I, I just, uh, were women were concerned in my life. And so at that point in time in my life, I knew I stopped dating for almost five years because, uh, I did, I could not control, I, my, that had more control over me than I had over it. 
Okay? And it was a lifestyle that I needed shifting and I needed to surrender that area of my life to God. And so for me to receive Pastor Cassie, as y'all know her now, I would pray in the Holy Ghost for my wife every single day. And if I had opportunities, because women are not bashful, if I had opportunities, I would pray again. Because, you know, you understand what I'm saying? I learned how to cast down every wicked imagination, how to stay focused in on what God had in store for me, rather than allowing other things to keep me from going in that direction for God to fulfill the wife that I would eventually have, which was Pastor Cassie, in my life. So y'all, some of y'all know the story, but the way I, Cassie, I knew Cassie was my wife before I ever saw her. She knew the first time she ever talked to me on the phone. I met her in March. We, I proposed in May and we got married in June and it was totally by the spirit of the Lord. There's no other way to explain that, but by the spirit of the Lord. And I had become so, so obsessed, but, uh, um, I don't know if obsessive. I, I became so engulfed in my relationship with the Lord that it was easier for me to recognize when I had someone of like uh, spirit uh, when it came to my wife. I knew on the inside, and I confess this every day. I would know my wife on the inside before I ever knew her on the outside because I had tried on every shoe you could think of when it came to women. Because I'm thinking, well, maybe I need a blonde, maybe I need a brunette, maybe I need this, maybe I need that, maybe I need a cheerleader, maybe I need. Come on, my dated athletes. I did not. Yeah, whatever. Seriously, and I and I was a minister. Hello, thank you, Jesus. Come on, serious. Don't think that's not uncommon. When over fifty percent of of ministers end up in divorce, that's the truth. The reality of it is, is you and I have got to stay submitted to the anointed one and his anointing, and he's given it to us in the power of the Holy Spirit. You will not have the answers that you're looking for in your life. Whatever those answers are, your answers are going to be different than the answers that I need. But you're not going to get them if you're looking for them up here or naturally just looking for them in here. And one scripture, I'm just going to quote a bunch of scriptures for you. So that's why I said take a deep seat and a far away look. But Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 28, it says, With stammering lips and an unknown tongue will I speak unto my people. Okay, listen to this. With stammering lips, so I, I, that was one of the scriptures. I was actually, I was actually pressing in to the Lord, still in this area of my life. And I was worshiping, go, God, I, I just, I'm just gonna pray in the spirit and just fill my, fill my apartment up with just you. And I just sang in the spirit for about 45 minutes and I just, just me and myself, just me personally, having that intimate time with the Lord, just, just, Pouring my heart out to him in the spirit. You know, the Bible says you'll sing in the spirit and you'll sing in, in your natural as well. So I get through singing and a song came out of my mouth uh, with what I was singing in the spirit. And uh, in that song was learning how to enter into his rest. And I, and I didn't, un, I didn't know the scripture that I'm quoting to you now, but it came up in my spirit as I was praying in the Holy Ghost, learning to rest in you because you're beautiful to me. I tried and tried so many times to do it in my own way, but I, I never could. I had to learn to rest in you. And the Bible says, with stimulus and an unknown tongue, will I speak unto my people? This is the rest wherewith I may cause the weary 
to rest. So if there's things in your life that are weighing you down and you're not able to get have the breakthrough that you're looking for, start praying in the Spirit over that until the peace of God that surpasses all. There were times where I needed to pray overcast. There were times it was maybe five minutes a day. Other times, 30 minutes a day. I'm praying over her before I ever knew her because I'm, I'm waging a good warfare because I'm what, and by faith, right? So what am I doing? I'm praying in the Spirit and I'm praying by faith. All right, so you're not going to get anything from God without prayer. And you know, and I know, according to Romans, that you and I, when we're praying in the Spirit, we're praying the perfect will of God for our situation. So these scriptures, I didn't know these scriptures when I first got filled with the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Spirit began to unveil these things to me. All right, so the promise, say it's for me. You got to be convinced of that. If you're not totally convinced that it's for you, you'll never get it. Just going to be real with you. Okay? All right? So the pro- say, all of God's promises are for me. Especially the Holy Spirit. Luke eleven thirteen says this. If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? Woo, that's pretty good, isn't it? God's looking to give us his Holy Spirit. It's over here in Galatians chapter 3, verses 2 and then 13 through 14. It says, this only would I learn of you, receive you the Spirit by the works of the law. If you think you're going to receive the Spirit by doing some jingle or jangle over here, and you can jump higher, or, you know, whatever you want to do, or try to mimic, that's not what's going to get you there. you got to believe that it's for you. And so he says here, this only would I learn to receive you the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith. The Holy Ghost is for, say it's for me. It's for me. Say tongues are, for me. tongues are for me. See, Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of verse 13. Christ hath redeemed us from the curse of the law, being made a curse for us, for it is written, curse is everyone that hangeth on a tree, that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles through Jesus Christ, that we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hallelujah to Jesus. You need more Holy Ghost in your life? Pray in the Holy Ghost. Come on. Believe that you receive what God's Word says. This is the Word of God. This isn't the Gospel by Rick. Amen? Look at this. And once you do, Ephesians 1, 13, 17 through 23. Let's just go through 1, 13. It says, In whom you also trusted, after that you heard the Word of truth... That's the word, right? What I saw that night when Monty was preaching, he was preaching the word and the word of God was coming out of my, out of his mouth. And I knew it was the word. It wasn't something that he was making up. And I was like, that's, that's truth. I know that that's true. There's no denying the word of God when the word of God is coming forth. It penetrates to the dividing asunder of your soul and your spirit. Come on. And it's going to teach you what you need to know in the situations that you're dealing with. So the word of God says here, heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. I need a salvation in my, I need salvation for me. Right. I preached a sermon one time. Was it me, God, or the bratwurst I ate last night? Sometimes you get some stuff and it ain't from God. Hello, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and you need to discern. The only way you can do that is by spending time in the spirit. Right. And, uh, trusting what the word of God is directing you where that is concerned. So... He says, in whom also after that you believed, after you believed, not give it to me, then I'll believe, Lord. Come on, that's not the way it works. Come on. After you believed, you were sealed with the Holy Spirit of promise. Sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered. 
Hello, thank you, Jesus. Put a stamp on it. Booyah. You've got to see this. And when you have it, don't... I've ministered to people in all different walks of life. And it's interesting to me how some people say, well, I used to pray in the Holy Ghost. It's a choice. I'm like, well, don't, why'd you stop? And they're, cause they're going through all hell at the time when I'm trying to minister to them. And I'm going, look, get back to what you did to get you going in the right direction. And that will keep you going in the right direction. Come on. And so you don't stop when something, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Right. And the word of God is not broke. All right. So with that, you'll have an unction that comes from the Holy one. And you know, all things, the Holy spirit, your teacher, your guide, your counselor. All right, so when you have the Holy Spirit, there's some things that can happen. You can get filled with the Holy Ghost. Now, the Holy Ghost is here. He shows up. When I got saved as a seven-year-old boy, the Holy Ghost was there to, to, for me to get saved. He led me to the cross. He led me to Jesus. I asked Jesus into my heart. I received Jesus, and the Holy Ghost was with me, and he was in me, but I, not very much. You know what I'm saying? And at times more than others. But it was like a roller coaster ride in my life and my walk with God. And I don't like roller coaster rides that much. I like to have a lot of fun, you know. So, you know, there's a lot of spinning that goes on. I don't dig that stuff. I don't like going around the mountain over and over and over again, right? And so I want to be, I want to experience the, the exciting part of what God's called us to do. So there are levels of your intimacy with the Lord. For you that are married, think about this for just a second. You know, if you just got through having a, a, a discussion with your spouse, that's not going so great. And then all of a sudden they come in and try to be sweet to you. Get back, Jack. What are you thinking? Come on now. Right? This is no difference. Or, you know, if your kid gets upset with you or you get upset with your kid and then you, oh, come give, come give daddy a hug. No, they don't want to give you a hug right now. Come on. Well, there's levels. Why? But do you love them any less? No. That love never changes. The Holy Spirit's the same yesterday, today, and forever, always. But our, you know, it's like, it's like, um, brother Hagen used to use his illustration all the time. He says, you know what? This glass is half full. If I drink, it's gone. So I may have prayed in the Holy Ghost for hours, man, I'm filled up and I go out, I get people saved. I'm excited about it, but you know what? I just keep doing my own thing and I forget to go fill this back up. So I forget to tell you this, I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. And I forget to go get filled back up. But I'm still trying to give something that I don't have anymore. Huh? So you can get, you can get saved, you can get filled with the Holy Ghost, and you got your prayer language, and you, everything's great. But there, there's a goosebump thief sitting outside the door. And then you step on the dog, and he tries to bite you, and then you're really mad. Come on, and then the car don't start, and then you're hitting it. Come on. And so there's a warfare that's going on and you need to yield yourself to the spirit more than to the flesh. So what do you do? Even in the midst of those crazy things, I have, there's moments and times in my own life. And I thank God for my wife because she'll pray. And when she sees those things, she'll start real soft underneath her voice. And it helps me remember praying the Holy Ghost. And I'm praying in the Holy Ghost. Come on. What does it do? It cultivates and it starts filling me back up. It's edified me. He's building me up. You can, you can stay filled up or you can be on a roller coaster ride where your relationship with God is. But in order for you to experience the fullness of what God wants to do in your life every single day of your life, you're going to have to fill up every single day of your life. Come on. 
You're going to have to turn some worship music on instead of watching whatever you just watch. There's something we'll do in our house. We may watch a movie and we'll go, let's watch something else for about 30, 40 minutes before we go to sleep. Just because you watch something that's real intense or whatever else, and you're just trying to what? You're trying to shift the atmosphere. We'll turn on some worship and try to fill our spirit man's back up so that we can be ready to receive whatever it is that God's wanting us to see. So you can be, you, just because you get baptized in the Holy Ghost one time doesn't mean that's the, the end all to end alls. That's right. So come on, it's saying filled up. This is my story and I'm sticking to it, okay? All right, so filled up. Look at this, Acts 7.55. It says, but he being full of the who, Jesus. Man, he's, this was this. Actually, Peter, he says, but he being full of the Holy Ghost, looked up steadfastly in the heaven, saw the, oh, that was Stephen, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy Ghost, full of the Holy How do you go through what he just got through going through, being stoned to death? He's, he didn't feel a thing. He's sitting there, man, and he's seeing the glory. Let me go, Lord. Bring me up. Beam me up, Scotty. You know, he's excited about this, right? So here he is, and then, so being full of the Holy Ghost, Acts 9, 17, and Ananias went his way and entered into the house, and putting his hands on him, he said, Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, appeared that, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, has sent me that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Spirit. He'd already called out unto Jesus. He'd already been saved, but there was an infilling that needed to take place beyond that. And Second uh, Timothy 1, 14, that God, th- that good thing which was committed unto thee, keep by the whole, who's supposed to keep it? Who's he charging here? You keep it. I keep it. If I'm going to live the life that God's called me to live, I've got to keep my spirit man fueled up with the anointing and with the Holy Ghost in order for me to make the decisions that I need to make to do what it is that God's called me to do. It says, by the Holy Ghost which dwelleth where? In us. It's in you. Woo, woo, woo. It's in you. Come on now. You ever, and if you'll, if you'll challenge yourself to just go outside your boundaries and witness to somebody every once in a while, you'd be surprised at what comes out of you. Because all of a sudden the Holy Ghost shows up and you start quoting scriptures like Pastor Justin. And you're like, man, that was me. I actually said that. And you're kind of going, you almost stand beside yourself going, did I really say, I mean, I remembered that. Can, you know what? You did not remember that up here. <laughs> the Holy Spirit quickens you from here out of your belly will flow rivers of living water. So you can get so filled up and so full that all of a sudden it becomes overflow for other people. Right. That's your goal. He's the God of all comfort that teaches us a comfort so we can comfort. That's one of my scriptures. It's going to fill us up. You know, you want to make a difference in the world around you. You want to be the change that everybody needs in the circumstances that they're going through. You're not going to do that in your own strength and abilities. They will suck you dry. You need the Holy Ghost and you need to stay fueled up in the Holy Ghost in order to have something to give out to people. And when you are filled up, it'll flow out of you effortlessly. And people will think there's something great about you, but you just, that's Jesus. Praise God for the Holy Ghost. Thank God for the word, you know? So good. Amen. So, and then John 7, 38 through 39. He that believeth on me. Do you believe on Jesus? Say, I believe Jesus. As the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake, verse 39, but this he spake, he of the spirit which they, they that believed on him should receive, for the Holy Ghost was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. 
I'm telling you right now that in order for you and I to be mightily used by God, for us to be the generation that's going to usher in King Jesus, amen? We're writing the last, for you to put your part and your writing into the last chapter of Acts, you and I are going to have to be led and empowered by the Holy Spirit to do, to do this, okay? Let's go on to the next part. So you're filled, full, and overflowing. Say, I'm filled, full, and overflowing. This is so good. Okay, so let me get over here. This is good stuff. Glory to God. Tongues. By the way, this is actually a chapter that's going into the book. It's one of my last chapters in the book because the perfect day, the perfect life, you're not going to have it if you don't get filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm just going to be honest with you. You're going to be working it physically, trying to obtain it. I did it. I was wearing myself out and I was struggling doing it and wasn't doing it, doing it exactly God's way. You know, not to say I'm perfect right now or doing everything is perfect at, that, at this moment, but there's so much grace. And as I yield myself more to the Holy Spirit, he's able to do more through me than I could ever ask, hope, or think. And he wants to do the same thing for you. So you, need, you and I don't daily need to pray in the Spirit in order to build us up, ourselves up for the things that God has in store for us. Amen? All right, so look at this, what this talks about. Go to John 14. In John 14, we're going to read a couple of scriptures. In 14, 16, uh, 17 first, Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it seeth him not, neither knoweth him, but you know him, for he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. This is in, in 16, it says this in the Amplified. I will ask the Father and he will give you another comforter, your counselor, your helper, your intercessor, your advocate, your strengthener, your standby, that he remain with you forever, the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. Welcome, take it to its heart. Because it does not see him or know or recognize him, but you know, recognize him. He lives with you and will be in you. Amen. Isn't that pretty awesome? I want you to, uh, before I continue with that scripture in mind, I want to sh- share some things that you, these are just some of the things through these scriptures that we're going to look at that what the Holy Spirit does for you beyond just give you that good googly wiggly feeling. He's empowering you. Because see, you're, you're getting filled up by the Spirit of the Lord to release it. And if you don't release it, you become stagnant water and you stinketh. Amen? Seriously. You ever go to see a pond that's just not, there's no water running in it? What, moss grows up and eventually it starts stinking, right? There's nothing good about it, right? So that's, that's not, we need to be given out. That's why Pastor Justin has encouraged us and Annette to get get outside the four walls of the church because what you're getting, you need to be releasing into the atmosphere around you all the time. So there's an empowerment. You and I, in order for us to fulfill the dreams and the desires that God's placed, in order for you to make a difference, in order for me to make a difference, I went up to Monty, I said, I need what you got because I want to do great things for God. When he, when I saw him operating in the gifts, operating in the anointings, watching people get healed, seeing things happen miraculously, when it was changing me, I knew I needed whatever that was. And if it was for me, I wanted it. I said, give me all you got. Amen. And that's what I did. And when I did that, I didn't realize how much I was going to get. I got everything that God has for me and continues, but I got to cultivate that. In order for me to see what it is that God has for me, in order to me fulfill, in order for me to write my own story. The way God wants me to write my story. Because God's story for me is bigger than my story. That's it. Always. Always. I'm telling you, I wrote down everything that I wanted to do from the time I was 20 years old. 
until the time I was 45. For 25 years. And I fulfilled every single one of those. Those were my dreams. And you know what God told me? Now it's my turn. Seriously. He said, now it's my turn. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to unveil some things to you that I've had wrapped up for you before you even dream the first dream that you've ever dreamed. I'm like, okay. I'm like looking. Because I'm like, there's things that he's telling me to do right now that I'm like, I don't want to do them. But that's okay. Come on. But you know, he puts you in a position, in a place, and prepares you from all the times. So it, it doesn't happen in one day, but it happens one day. It happens from the, all the days that you put forth, prepping, preparing, pressing, doing the things that nobody else wants to do because you know that you've got to guard your heart for out of it flow the issues of life in order for God to do the great things that he's placed on the inside of you. And you won't be fulfilled. You won't be excited. You won't feel like you're living life until you're doing whatever those things are that God's called you to do. And you can't do those without the empowerment that comes from the Holy Spirit that He's given to us freely for us to do. So He empowers you. Say, He empowers me. He empowers you to live the victorious life that He's already provided for you to live. Because you see Pastor Justin, you see Dr. Phil, you see different ministers get up and minister, and you go, man, I really want that. You, you can't, your natural ability is not going to be able to get it done. But if you'll trust the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of you, continue to meditate. Because the Holy Spirit's always going to lift up Jesus, and Jesus is what? The Word. Okay? So, But if you'll cultivate that on the inside of you, it's going to empower you to live a life that God's called you to live. Second, it's going to empower you to have authority over the principalities. Some things in, on the, you know that you shouldn't have to deal with some of the things that you have to deal with. And I knew that for me. I'm going, I don't want to mess with that anymore. I don't want to do this. I don't want this stuff to control me. I want to be over this situation. What did I need? I need the power of the Holy Spirit to help me understand. I have authority over those d- demons. Those are demons. Those are principalities, powers, mights, and dominion. And I've been seated with Jesus far above all principality, power, might, and dominion. And every name that is named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. But I did not know that and could not know that and cannot stand in that place without the power of the Holy Spirit. And he wants to empower you in that aspect of your life as well. But you're the one that's going to have to choose. I can't pray in the Holy Ghost for you. Pastors can't do it for you. We can, pray, we can lay hands on you to receive, but the reality, you're the one that's got to receive it by faith. Yes. That, that this is something God has for you. Yes. And when you do, then you're empowered to ta- take authority over those stupid level, lower level devils that keep messing with you. Yes. Amen? Because that's what they are. So you're empowered over authorities and principalities. You're empowered to minister to others. Jesus didn't start his ministry until the Holy Ghost came upon him. What makes you think you're going to do something? Seriously. And he told his disciples, even though he'd already breathed in them and said, hey, wait, go into Jerusalem until you be endued with power. What do you mean? I already received the Holy Ghost. I already asked Jesus. I got Jesus in my heart. What do you mean? No, if Jesus told his disciples that there's more, then there's more for you. And keep going from glory to glory. We have not yet arrived. We, for eternity, we're going to be going to deep, higher and higher heights in the anointing and the understanding of what God's created us to be and do. Amen? So you've got to be convinced of this and know this is from God. And the way you cultivate this is by praying in the Spirit. 
If you don't understand something, stop saying I don't understand something and and expect. The Bible says the wisdom, revelation, knowledge, the spirit of wisdom. It's the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and knowledge of him. That the eyes of my understanding are being enlightened. That I know what is the hope of his calling. What the riches of his inheritance in me as a saint is. What am I doing? I'm praying in the spirit to unveil those truths. Come on now. I get excited. Glory to God. Empowered with create creativity that comes from the throne room of God. Would you know? Do you realize? Listen to that. Empowered with creativity that comes from the throne room of God. Because all of a sudden you have access into the throne room of God. Come boldly to the throne room of God to obtain grace, the ability to win in any area of your life. For your situation, creative power. What are you doing? Because He's forever making intercession for us. As we're praying in the Spirit, He knows our hearts. He's redirecting, directing, and making sure that everything that we need, and He's showing us things that we couldn't see in the natural realm by ourselves. Come on. All right, we'll get this. Empowered us to be more than conquerors. Glory to God. This is so cool, because that's what a super champion is. Pastor Justin, I talked a little bit about this on Sunday, and he's dancing around Romans 8, 37 right now. And it's like, he's got a lot on the inside of him. And I said, you know, that's actually, and actually, if you're at the convention, Keith Moore actually said Hooper Nikeo. So Hooper Nikeo is actually what we used to call our camps. Hooper Nikeo can translate into super champion. Okay? And that is more than a conqueror. We first started doing, because I was a basketball coach, I started doing basketball camps. So Hooper Nikeo sounded real good. So we had basketball. Our shirts had Hooper Nikeo on them and Jesus is Lord in the middle of the basketball. That's right. So you, you see this, but what is this? More than a, you're, you know what? Quit, quit being concerned about the problem that you're facing. Yes. I was going through something years ago and the spirit of the Lord told me something that helped me every day of my life from this day forward. He said, son, there's nothing that you don't go through in a day that I don't already know about. If I'm not worried about it, why are you? He said, I've already given you the victory that overcometh the world, even your faith. So just laugh at the devil out loud. Ha ha. Seriously. It helped me so much. It's like, it didn't surprise me. Why is it surprising you? Come on. The devil's a punk. He's going to try to punk you. He's got to. All right. I'm preaching like T.D. Jakes up here. Got a little sweat going on. Glory to God. All right. Empowered us to walk in the light and never be in the dark about what is going on and what we should do. Listen to this. He's empowered us to walk in the light and never be in the dark about what is going on. You ever go, I don't know what's going on. Mm, you can know what's going on. That's serious. Pray. You, you st- okay, Father God, you give me, enlighten me. Open up my eyes. Help me to see what you see. Because what's going on isn't necessarily what's going on. Seriously. And you got you to gotta get uh, the eye of faith in on the situation rather than the two eyes that you're looking with at the moment. And the two ears you may be listening to because whatever you're listening to is painting a picture for what you're looking at. And if you're not listening to the word of God, allow the spirit of the Lord to turn on the inside of you to develop the faith that you need for what God's trying to show you, then you'll keep looking at it from the eye of the world. And that's not what God wants you to look at. Amen? So, empowers us to walk in the light. What is this? What are we talking about? We're still talking about the Holy Spirit that lives on the inside of us. 
Look at this. Romans 15, 13 says, Now the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. And Jesus returned in the power in, in Luke 4, 14. And Jesus returned in the power of the Holy Spirit and there went out fame throughout the whole region about him. Acts 10, 38. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with what? Power! Say, I got the power. Come on. Oh, come on. Say it like you mean. I got the power. All right. You got the power of the Holy Ghost living on the inside of you. Amen. You got to see that. All right. So you see that. And John, go back to John 14, 16, the comfort of the Holy Spirit. Um, He says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. So don't let your hearts be troubled. Ah, there it is. And then uh, Romans, um, oh, I'm sorry, go to John 16, 13 through 15. How be it when he, the spirit of truth, he's the spirit of what? The spirit of, so you're seeing things naturally, but you need to see through the spirit of truth. He's going to unveil, unveil these things to you. And then in Romans 8, 26, it says, likewise, the spirit also helps our infirm, our weaknesses. So there's moments where I, I'm, I'm like, okay, that's, I'm not really strong at this right now. Oh, I need some help, Holy Spirit. That's when you build yourself up in your most holy faith. Okay? And right up, look at this. 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 14. I want to go through this all, all the way through this. And this will be wrapping up. I've got one more scripture besides this. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So remember this. We're stammering lips. Isaiah 28. And an unknown tongue will I speak unto my people. This is the rest wherewith I may cause the weary to rest. So when we and I are praying in the Spirit, we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. So when you're praying in the Spirit, you may not naturally understand what you're praying at the moment. And there's some things that God's having you pray out, and that you, He doesn't need to. Show, he doesn't want to show you yet, because if He showed you, you'd flip out. You know. And so he's going to reveal those things to you as you're ready to receive what he's trying to show you. So, but you're praying and you and I've got to continuously do this. But we speak the wisdom of God in a mystery. Even the hidden wisdom, which God ordained. Okay, so God knows, right? God ordained before the world unto our glory. I want to live the perfect day. I want to live the perfect life. And I, how, what is that? Giving glory to God. So God can be glorified in my, I want God to be so magnified in my life that people go, whoa, look what God is doing in his life. That's going to be, that's you. You want God to be high and lifted up because when Jesus is high and lifted up, he'll draw all people to himself. So he's looking to do this. He's looking to, this hidden wisdom, he's looking to give it to us for our glory, right? Because we're going to glorify him. Which none of the princes of this world knew. For had they known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, I hath not seen. Okay, that's the natural eye. I hath not seen nor ear heard. So quit listening to that stuff. Stop! Just shut the door, keep out the devil. Shut the door, keep the devil in the night. Come on, shut the door on that gossip stuff. Talking and stop looking at that junk. Seriously, okay. 
Neither hath entered into the heart of man. Billy Brim preached. I asked some of the students what their favorite message was, and most of them said Billy Brim. So we go to youth camp, and an 80-year-old lady is preaching the word, and they like her more than everybody else. That's pretty cool, isn't it? Pretty awesome. So Billy's amazing, and she talked about the ear of the heart and how you look at heart at the heart. God looks at the heart of the matter, and if you look at that, it's an ear in the middle of it. Come on. What ear are you listening with? Your natural ear or the ear of your heart? And you have to hear, and then you take the H, and you got hear with the ear of your heart. And that's what she taught the students, but she elaborated. It's really good. Well, what, what is that? What is that heart? She's talking. Your spirit, man. You got to learn how to st- shut the noise out. There's a scripture that helped me so much, and I didn't realize. My dad gave it to me when I was a freshman in high school. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean out on your own understanding. You know what? And I'd lean on the Word of God, but you know what? That was my own understanding of the Word of God. When you think you know what the Word says, you got another thing coming to you. You ever, ever, somebody ever pop up with a scripture, man, this is my favorite scripture, and they start telling you about it, why it's their favorite, and you go, man, I never saw it like that. I does that really mean that? You ever, come on, am I the only one? Some of you are laughing. You kind of look at them like, okay, I didn't know that meant that. Come on, thank you, Pastor. Appreciate it. You know, seriously, why? Because there's more revelation knowledge here than you and I can understand with the natural ability. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him. And he will direct your paths. Okay. All right. Continue. But God hath revealed them unto us. Hold on. Let me go back. Entered into the heart of man the things which God hath prepared for them that love him. I got a question. Do you love Jesus? Amen. Amen. He's prepared some great things for you. And the Holy Spirit is one of them. But God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. So you don't have to not know what God's going to do anymore. Well, you never know what, you can know what God's going to do. And it's just your choice if you choose not to pray in the Holy Spirit to figure it out. Right? It's okay. It's a choice. Right? This day I said before you, life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore you choose, I choose every day. Am I going to choose every day to pray in the Spirit so I can get the revelation knowledge that I need for whatever I'm doing that day? For such as all things, yea, the deep things of God. Ooh, God's deep. Go deeper. You get deeper, Right? I like swimming out in the deep, right? It's good. Well, what man knoweth the things of a man, save the spirit of man, which is in him. Even so, the things of God knoweth no man, your natural man, but the spirit of God. Now, we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit which is of God, that we might know the things that are freely given to us, which things also we speak, not in the words which man's wisdom teaches, but which the Holy Ghost teaches Woo! Come on now. Ain't no part of like a Holy Ghost. Come on now. Y'all need to start praying the Holy Ghost while I finish reading this out. Pray, come on. Comparing spiritual things with spiritual. But the natural man, keep praying, the natural man receiveth not the things of the Spirit. So if you stay in your head, uh, Brother Copeland calls this uh, uh, the meathead. Don't be a meathead. Don't be a meathead. Don't just think you've got it figured out in your head. But the natural man receiveth not the things of God. They are foolishness. Praying in the Spirit to your natural man is foolishness to the natural man. If you're a believer, and I asked you, are y'all believers? You said yes. Do you believe in Jesus? Yes. Then do you have the right for us as a church to pray in the Spirit together because we're amongst believers, right? 
So this is a this is our discipleship night where we're with believers talking. It'll be a sign and a wonder for those that don't believe. Amen in Jesus. Okay? Foolish, neither can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. Wherefore I made a minister, Colossians 1, 25-27. Wherefore I made a minister according to the dispensation of God, which is given to me for you to fulfill the word of God, even the mystery which have been hid from ages and from generations, but now is made manifest to his saints, to whom God would make known what is the riches of the glory of this mystery among the Gentiles, which is Christ in you, the hope of glory. We got to get him out. We got to get him out. How are you going to get them out? You're going to get them out by the Holy Ghost. There are things on the inside of you. Pray in the Spirit right now. There are things on the inside of you. There, we, have been, we have been talking about the Holy Ghost for the last 45 minutes. And if there's things on the, if you're things that you've been trying to figure out for a while on the outside, start praying in the Spirit right now because the Holy Spirit will reveal those things to you. If you're not filled with the Holy Ghost, tonight's your night. That's real simple. There's, I, I, all you got to do is want it. And if you want it, he said already that he'd give it to you for those who want it. So I'm going to ask Pastor, Pastor Justin, Annette, uh, Nikki, Cassie, our youth leaders, come on up here. Just, just if you're, if you're interested in receiving the Holy Spirit, it's real simple. We'll just pray with you to receive it. The Bible says to stand in agreement, touching anything, He'll give it to you. Now, for the rest of you that may have the Holy Ghost, if you, if you are seeking something, Press in right now. There's an anointing here. A burden destroying, yoke removing power to reveal some things to you for your eyes to be in light. There's some things that God wants to unveil for you. What's your story? What do you want your story to be? Do you want your story just to be, um, you know, I, I lived a good life. I was a good person. I, I, I had a good family. Or do you want your life to be, I made a difference in the world. That I was an extension of God's grace to somebody else. Or you being filled with the Holy Ghost and staying filled with the Holy Ghost is more than just about you. It's, it's about people that you may have in your life that are going through things that you want to help them out of. But you're not able to help them out of. But the Holy Ghost is able to help them out of. And there are people in my own personal family that when I got filled with the Holy Ghost... I was able to pray in the Spirit over them to help them have the breakthroughs that they needed in their lives. I'm telling you, there's more to praying in the Spirit and being filled with the Spirit than just you. It's for everyone that's in your circle, for everyone that God eventually wants to reach out to. Hey, if you're watching by way of internet, God has something for you. Oh, Hey, you might not be filled with the Holy Ghost, but God's no respect your person. The Bible says if you ask for the Holy Ghost, He'll give you the Holy Ghost. So raise your hands. If you're sitting, even if you're sitting in this place right now, and if you've never received the Holy Spirit, I want you to raise your hands right now and say this simple prayer with me. Father God, I believe in Jesus. I believe that Jesus died for me. 
and that you raised him from the dead. I believe that Jesus came to conquer death, hell, and the grave for me so that I could live my life with you. But he just didn't come to live inside of me. He wants to live big through me. And he knew that I couldn't do what I'm called to do without the Holy Spirit. So I ask you, Jesus, fill me with the Holy Spirit. Father God, I receive today your Holy Spirit. Speak through me from this day forward. I believe your word that the Holy Spirit is for me. I trust you to perfect everything that concerns me. I lean not on my own understanding from this day forward. I receive all that you have for me in the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Bless you, Lord. Oh, thank Jesus. Oh, Jesus, Jesus. There are people in here that want to be filled with the Holy Ghost. I'm telling you, you know what? It's a step of faith. And sometimes you need to, lie, you need to lean on somebody else's faith more than your own faith. And that's what the body of Christ is for. And the anointing's here. And if you want to receive the Holy Spirit, let us add our faith to your faith. The anointing's strong right now. And if that's, if that's you, just get up from where you are right now and just walk on up here. Just step on out and let the Holy Ghost just, it'll be simple. It'll be the greatest, one of the greatest experiences you'll ever have in your life. But you'll better take it with you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Somebody else. Anointing's strong in here. Thank you, Jesus. Yes. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Anybody else? Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Who else? You know, I I mentioned a name earlier, and that's the name of cancer. And I'm just being led here. There's an anointing here, and my hands are heavy with the glory of God. If that's some, if somebody in here has is dealing with that, uh, just step on out and just come on up here. that disease does not belong in your body. And we need to pray and lay hands on you and let God heal you. My hands are heavy. Glory to God. <laughs> Oh, Rabbah, 
<laughs> laugh at the devil. Laugh at the devil. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Hey, ha 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 ha. Oh, ha 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 ha. A merry heart doeth good like a medicine. Oh, Shabaha. Ikobo tatalaba. Healing. If you need healing in your body, come on up here. If you need healing in your body, if you need healing in your body, don't come up here if you don't need healing. Come on up here. I'm going to lay hands on I'm going to lay hands on Come on up here. Thank you, Jesus. Touching Jesus. From the top of her head to the soles of her feet. The blood of Jesus flows through her veins. The healing's taking place all throughout your body. Touch her, Jesus. Touch her, Jesus. Ha, hey, that's the glory of God. That's the glory of God. Say, I receive it. Say, I receive my healing. Say Jesus. Say this with me. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. Say Jesus. I call upon you, Jesus. Jesus. Oh, touch my body, Jesus. I receive your touch, Jesus. Oh, shama e kombo ata.